Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shape Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed. I want to welcome you into the show. My friends, you know, yesterday's show was very, it was very difficult to do in a lot of ways. And the truth is, it was hard to do because, you know, I don't like being the bad guy. As much as I, as much as I might come across as someone who is a provocateur, I say things for effect, none of this is true. In fact, today we're going to go along with the theme of yesterday, and I'm going to warn you, you're not going to like what you're going to hear. It's going to challenge a lot of the beliefs you hold dear, because that's exactly what it did for me. And it's funny, because yesterday, I did the first show that I really did where I gave a lot of warnings ahead of time that... This was going to be really difficult to talk about. People were going to be unhappy. And I warned people, especially the men who listened to the show, that their beliefs were going to be challenged and they were probably going to feel a certain type of way about how the show went down. And guess what? I was proven correct. It's funny. When I talk about the nature of women and whatnot, men want to be all in there and they want to call names and they want to be involved, right? But then when I want people to take accountability for their actions and whatnot, nobody shows up. Women will show up to bash men, men will show up to bash women, but then when it comes for everybody to say, no, 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 we ain't bashing people here. We're having a conversation so that people can develop their own personal philosophy and we can go out there and we can make the world a better place for ourselves and hopefully those around us who matter to us. Then nobody wants to show up. Then people want to get mad at me. That's okay. Hey, if I got to be the scapegoat, I'll be the scapegoat, man. If being mad and angry, because everybody has to go through the stages of grief. And I guarantee you, by the end of this show, you're going to be sounding like this. You're despicable. I understand that. And I'm willing to take that role if that's what need be. Because trust me, as you go through these stages of grief, as we continue to discuss the realities of life, the very harsh realities of life, you will get to a certain point where you will have this attitude. I had strings, but now I'm free. You'll tear off the strings on your back and you'll decide whether or not you want to move forward on this path or that path or the other path but it takes sacrifice. You must sacrifice what you have to get what you want. You must sacrifice the safety and security of the herd to have the freedom of being independent and alone. You have to make that choice. And the only way for you to be able to make that choice is for you to be presented with all the facts. Which then brings us to the very first thing that I want us to, t- to listen to today. And I played an excerpt of this book yesterday. Not a whole lot of it, because I could only be handling small dosages. But we're going to go through this, because it's very difficult to accept. It really is, but we're going to go through it anyways. We're going to break it down, and I'm going to bring up some research to back up what this person says. So I'll show you again. I'd like to give a shout out to El Zorro who narrated this book. This book was written in 1971. It's been updated over the years to, you know, fitting with the times because 50 years, a lot happens. But again, 
this book was written by a woman about how, and she has nothing to really gain by telling men what she says in this book. It goes against girl code. And she breaks it all down. Now, do I think that everything she says is correct? I don't think any, I don't think 100% of what anybody says is correct. However, her viewpoint is difficult to understand if you are a man because you don't see the world this way. Ladies, let me know what you think about this. It's funny because yesterday, when I played the, an excerpt similar to this, not this chapter, but a different chapter, elements of it, I didn't hear any ladies come in here and tell me that I was lying, that I, that I, you know, was bashing women. Nope, they didn't come in there and say any of that. It was the men who were insulting me and, and making all kinds of comments. It's funny, isn't it? Which goes to prove exactly what she's about to say. So let's get into it. The Slave's Happiness The lemon-colored NG skids across the road and the woman driver brings it to a somewhat uncertain halt. She gets out and finds her left front tire flat. Without wasting a moment, she prepares to fix it. She looks toward the passing cars as if expecting someone. Recognizing this standard international sign of woman in distress, weak female let down by male technology, a station wagon draws up. The driver sees what is wrong at a glance and says comfortingly, Don't worry, we'll fix that in a jiffy. To prove his determination, he asks for her jack. I want to pause it right there. Is it, well, this is getting weird. Is this weird for anybody at all? I'll tell you something right now. If you think it's getting weird already, it's going to get a whole lot worse. I, I've stopped it right here because after this point, it starts to... It starts to really hit you on the noggin, like the um, doctor tapping your knee where you're going to react. You're going to instinctually react because this goes against everything your mom taught you, grandma taught you, your sister maybe told you, girlfriend told you, this is, wife told you. This is going to go against all of it. It's going to go against what every man has ever taught you about what it means to be a man. This is going to be tough. But good medicine tastes lousy. And if you want to take the medicine that'll help you get straight, good old Uncle Austin, it's right here. Let's get into it. He does not ask if she is capable of changing the tire herself because he knows. She is about 30, smartly dressed and made up that she is not. Since she cannot find her jack, he fetches his own together with his other tools. Five minutes later, the job is done and the punctured tire properly stowed. His hands are covered with grease. She offers him an embroidered handkerchief, which he politely refuses. He has a rag for such occasions in his toolbox. The woman thanks him profusely, apologizing for her typically feminine helplessness. She might have been there till dusk, she says, had he not stopped. Pause it again. Anybody been in this situation before? Anybody seen, heard a story... Or anything like this. This doesn't sound bad, does it? This sounds like another typical day, right? You might say, well, Austin, what's, how could this be bad? What's wrong with this? Well, don't worry. Don't worry. It gets really interesting because this goes to show the manipulation that it, every, every person faces. This isn't just women against men. Women do this to other women. 
and men who understand do this to other men as well. You might be asking, well, Austin, what is this? Don't worry. All will be revealed shortly. He makes no reply, and as she gets back into the car, gallantly shuts the door for her. Through the wound-down window, he advises her to have her tire patched at once, and she promises to get her garage man to see to it that very evening. Then she drives off. As the man collects his tool and goes back to his own car, he wishes he could wash his hands. His shoes, he has been standing in the mud while changing the tire, are not as clean as they should be. He is a salesman. What is more, he will have to hurry to keep his next appointment. As he starts the engine, he thinks, women, one's more stupid than the next. He Just so you know, no man would ever actually say this out loud, because if they did, they'd get criticized. Do you know what's funny? This is a woman writing this. This is not a man. This isn't before anybody wants to come in here and say, this is a hurt, old, bitter, dusty, balding old man who's saying this. Nope. No, 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 it's not. This is a woman who's writing this. So, just so you know, you can't really pull out your arguments, can you? See, people have a response for everything. They don't want to debate what you say. They want to debate you. That's the easy approach, isn't it? You could say, oh, hmm, I could break this down. I could break down everything they're said. Or I could just call the person names and discredit them immediately. Right? That's easy, isn't it? Oh, hell no. No, we ain't doing that today. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. But by the end of today, you're going to be, you're probably going to be somewhere in this department. You lied to me. Let's keep going. He wonders what she would have done if he had not been there to help. He puts his foot on the accelerator and drives off faster than usual. There is the delay to make up. After a while, he starts to hum to himself. In a way, he is happy. Almost any man would have behaved in the same manner, and so would most women. Without thinking, simply because men are men and women so different from them, a woman will make use of a man whenever there is an opportunity. What else could the woman have done when her car broke down? She has been taught to get a man to help. Thanks to his knowledge, he was able to change the tire quickly and at no cost to herself. True, he ruined his clothes, put his business in jeopardy, and endangered his own life by driving too fast afterward. Had he found something else wrong with her car, however, he would have repaired that, too. That is what his knowledge of cars is for. Why should a woman learn to change a flat when the opposite sex, half the world's population, is able and willing to do it for her? See, this is the same woman who makes the argument later that women are not less intelligent than men, they're just lazy. Which is interesting when you think about it. He says, she says later on that women and men are born equal. They're born with equal levels and opportunity for intelligence and whatnot. The problem is women quickly figure out they don't need to do these things. Do some women still grow up and go in the corporate world and whatnot? Yeah, of course they do. But they don't have to, number one. And number two, most of those women are double-dipping the system. They have, a, they have what she calls a slave at home, which is the husband who is making the money. And she has a work husband. Or she has someone else 
who's at the corporate job. So she's double dipping. It, it, again, this is a woman who talks about this stuff. This isn't, this isn't me. This is because this is narrated in a man's voice. Do not forget, this was written by a woman back in the 1970s. Women let men work for them, think for them, and take on their responsibilities. In fact, they exploit them. Yet, since men are strong, intelligent, and imaginative, while women are weak, unimaginative, and stupid, why isn't it men who exploit women? Could it be that strength, intelligence, and imagination are not prerequisites for power, but merely qualifications for slavery? Could it be that the world is not being ruled by experts, but by beings who are not fit for anything else, by women? And if this is so, how do women manage it so that their victims do not feel themselves cheated and humiliated, but believe themselves to be what they are least of all, masters of the universe? Uh, anybody want to uh, Anybody want to come in here and tell me that I'm lying? Anybody want to come in here and say that I'm bitter, hurt, angry? This is a woman who wrote this. It's because it's a man narrating it. Doesn't mean that it's not. Doesn't mean that it wasn't written by a woman. And my friends, look, I don't say this to make you angry against women. Not at all. You should not be angry with women. What you should be angry with is yourself. Why? Because you didn't figure this out sooner. It's funny when you go in the comment section of these videos that uh, on this guy's channel who narrated the book. There's no men in there talking about how bad and evil women are. That's not there. They're not saying that. They're saying, dang, I wish I'd figure this out sooner. They don't hate, there's no hatred for women here. There is not. Only understanding how the world works because the truth will set you free. But a lot of people, even when they hear it, the truth, they don't want to accept it. Because to accept it would mean to have to accept the fact that what they were told was incorrect, wrong, that they've been living a lie, or at least in one, if not living one completely. And that's hard to accept. Most people don't want to accept that fact. But again, it goes back to the stages of grief. The first stage is denial. You don't want to accept what you just heard could be true. You don't want it to accept that what, everything that you've been told, that women are oppressed, that men are inherently evil or aggressive or predators. These are all falsehoods. These are all wrong. Now, are there some individuals who fit that profile? Yes. However, they are not the norm. Because let me ask you something. Let's go back to her point again. What? Let me ask you, gentlemen. Let's let's have a conversation, ladies. You can you can, you can listen to this, but this is directed towards the men. This following question, gentlemen. Let me ask you something. What does your ideal life look like? If you could have everything you ever wanted, what would that be? Right now, I want it to go to your head. Right now, what is it? What is your perfect life? What is your perfect existence consist of? Is it the American dream of the nuclear family with 2.5 kids, dog in a house, and a white picket fence and a car? Guess what? That is not a real thing. Not anymore. Maybe it was once. But let me tell you something. Everything that you think is yours in that scenario, that is your wife, your kids, your house, your dog, your car, no, it's not. You want to know why? It's not yours. It's hers. 
Why? Because go ahead and try to walk away from those things. Go ahead and try not to pay the mortgage. Try to not pay for your for your kids and your wife. Guess what happens? The wife can at any point uproot that life, sell you out to the government, take those kids, take that house, take that car, take that dog, and you're left living in an RV, living in your car, living at your mama's house, because you thought those things were yours because you worked for them. The answer is no. Oh, hell no. No, they're not yours. They are the woman's, not yours. Oh, they might have your name on it, yes, but guess what? The society operates in such a way that it is women who run everything while having you do all the work. Now, again, this is not meant for you to hate women. You should never hate them because at the end of the day, what would that actually accomplish? What would holding resentment do? That's the equivalent of drinking poison and wanting the other person to drop dead. It doesn't work. So at the end of the day, there's no point in harboring distaste or disdain. That gets you nowhere. Well, then you might say, well, Austin, what's the solution? Well, I wrote about the solution. Biblical Bachelor. I wrote about the solution, and others like me have written about this. The MGTOW movement has written about this. That it is your strength to walk away. Because make no mistake about it. Just because you think that you're, you're married and, and because the Bible says that the man is supposed to be the leader? Let me ask you something. Who is really in charge? The person who could walk away or the person who is trapped? Oh, sure, men can walk away, but you pay an exit fee. She does not. Why? She's at home. She has no, she has no career, most likely, or if she does, she's not making as much as you. And everybody knows that the kids love the mother more, and the mother's more nurturing and caring than is the man. You see, you see what I'm talking about here? You see all these falsehoods that have been pushed on you? All these things are absolutely false. But guess what? It doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Because the society will never accept it. It won't. It won't accept the fact of what she's saying. Because it's bought the feminist line lock, stock, and barrel. That it is women who was oppressed, yet it is them who can live, a, if they choose to, live a stress-free, carefree life at home. With the man taking the risk, with the man breaking his back, and with the man providing everything for her comfort. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. And that is why I'm here to tell you today... Uh, women are the masters of men. Let's even go back to if you believe in such things, we'll go back to the Bible. In the Garden of Eden, it was the woman who chose knowledge over obedience to God. At that, in which point, Adam had a choice because he ate second. He had a choice. He could have said no to the woman and said yes to God. What did he do? He did not do that. He said yes to his wife. And then there, there go. He submitted to her and not to God. By the way, let's go back to this. Let's go back to this book for, for a second here. This book right here. This woman made a, a statement 
that has been living rent and free in my head ever since I heard it, and it was this. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Do you believe what she is saying to be true about what I'm about to tell you? For what button money binds a woman to a man? Well, this is getting weird. I understand it. It's uncomfortable. Thought-provoking. I understand. But you might be asking, well, Austin, well, then what are women really like? You're, you're shattering everything that I knew about women and even about the male existence. So what are you going to do for me? How do I how do I live with this? That's if you actually want to learn and you haven't left the show already because, or written an angry comment already because you can't accept what, what, I'm, what she's saying, to, what she wrote to be true. Oh, don't worry. You want to know what, who women really are? You want the truth? Well, we're going to get into the truth right now. What is woman? A woman, as we've already said, is, in contrast to a man, a human being who does not work. One might leave it at that, for there isn't much more to say about her were the basic concept of human being not so general and inexact in embracing both man and woman. Life offers the human being two choices, animal existence, a lower order of life, and spiritual existence. In general, a woman will choose the former and opt for physical well-being, a place to breed, and an opportunity to indulge unhindered in her breeding habits. At birth, men and women have the same intellectual potential. There is no primary difference in intelligence between the sexes. It is also a fact that potential left to stagnate will atrophy. Women do not use their mental capacity, they deliberately let it disintegrate. After a few years of sporadic training, they revert to a state of irreversible mental torpor. Now you might be asking me, well Austin, why in the world would this be the case? Why? Well, let me ask you something. Let, let, let's frame this in a way that people might, you as, we as men might understand better. The, the ladies, I guarantee you, are quiet as a church mouse in the pews. They don't want to hear. They don't, they don't want to say nothing. That's okay. I understand. This is a very tough decision. This is a very tough topic. I understand. Gentlemen, let me put it to you like this. Let's say that, you know how normally if you want to get ripped, look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or um, uh, Ronnie Coleman or any, any of these guys, you have to go to the gym, right? You got to eat right. You got to go to the gym. You got to track calories you have to maybe get on uh performance enhancing drugs if you want to go pro you know and all these things right but let's pretend for example you didn't have to do that in fact let's pretend you could send a robot to the gym to work out for you let's say that you could then feed that robot the food that maybe you don't like you know like broccoli this way give it to the robot you give it to the robot robot eats the food that you don't want to eat because it tastes like garbage or it doesn't taste good. So it's the robot who eats the good food. It's the robot who eats the, the chicken, broccoli, and rice. It's the robot who goes to the gym. It's the robot who takes the dangerous, potentially hazardous, performance-enhancing drugs. But you're the one who gets all the results. You're the one who sees all of those payouts. Not the robot, but you. You probably take that deal, right? Everyone would take that deal, right? Exactly. That is exactly what women do to men. 
Yes, women can easily go out there and work. They're smart. For the most part, they're smart. But they don't need to be smart. All they need to do is be pretty. Because if they're pretty, they can get a man to do it for them. If they're pretty, man can change their tire. Man can marry them and get a job and work. She can be the wife of a CEO who risks everything every day to get where he is. And all she had to do was drop that neck. All she had to do was give up and part her legs. That's all she had to do. Then before you knew it, bing, bang, boom. She got married to that man. And guess what? Now she gets to enjoy all the benefits of that CEO lifestyle without having to do really anything. Now, I'm not saying this is inherently bad. This is the way of the world. But let's go back to my robot example. The robot goes to school. Robot gets a good degree. Robot busts its behind and works really, really hard, but then brings you all the money. You'd probably take that deal, right? Of course you would. Most people would. I wouldn't blame you. Why not, right? That's exactly what women do to men because we let them do it. We want to get neck dropped on us. Your mama got caught giving up neck in the bathroom at the Woodcrest Country Club and it wasn't your daddy. Yeah, we want that, right? So how do we get that? Well, we jump through hoops. We do all these things in hopes of getting said thing. They hold monopoly on the one thing that we are programmed to want. Every day of our lives increases a little bit as you get older, but... In your formative years, when you're a teenager, early 20s, I mean, all your 20s, early 30s and whatnot, oh yeah, you're programmed to want that. So what do they do? Turn it into the biggest business on the planet, which is smart. Again, I'm not saying this to make them look bad. This is just a reality. I'm not casting blame. I am casting light upon a very darkened topic that people don't want to discuss. My friends... You need to understand, this is the reality of the world. Oh, and by the way, going back to the example of uh, her house, her car, her kids, her dog, those are not your kids, her, those are her kids in the eyes of the law. Think about it like this. Hold on, let me get you a drink of water. Do you really expect me to think that, wh why do you think women get most of the custody? Why do you think that it is women who are perceived to be innocent? loving and all these things why because they're better pr they're better at pr than you they're better at shifting gears than you they're better at portraying themselves to be the exact thing they are not because most human beings in general are manipulative lying and whatnot let's look at this for example i looked this up for research purposes look at this traditional masculinity is described as aggression self-affirmation, social dominance, and lack of consideration for others. And then they say that assertiveness, independence, self-reliance, and the willingness to take risks are all positive aspects of masculinity. Let me ask you something. Who was the first one to tell you as a man what is masculine or what, is, what makes you a, quote, good boy? Who is it? It's your mother, isn't it? Yes. Most people, it's their mother who tells them how to be a good boy. What is a good boy and what is a bad boy? So it is women who get to define what is masculinity for most men. 
Let's go to the feminine qualities now. What is a fe what are characteristics of being feminine? Nurturing, empathetic, beautiful, intuition, vulnerability, kindness, caringness, compassion, sensitivity, supportiveness. You see how all these things are actually supposed to be good? You notice all that? You notice not one of these things is bad? You notice not one of these things could be construed as negative? You notice that? Why do you think that is? Oh, it's not because they don't exist. Oh, no. That's not the reason. The reason is because why would somebody cast themselves as the villain when they can make you the villain in the eyes of everybody and make themselves the hero because they get to write the history? Oh, I'm aware that back in the old days, there were a couple exceptional men who were exceptions like Genghis Khan, Attila the Hun, uh, Alexander the Great. I understand there are men who are, who actually have power, who get to change things every once in a while. Oh, I understand that. Well, let's look at men like Solomon, king of Israel. Uh, the wisest man, supposedly, who ever lived. What brought him down? What brought him down? Oh, you don't know? I'll give you a hint. Your mama got caught giving up neck in the bathroom at the Woodcrest Country Club and it wasn't your daddy. Women. The pursuit of sex brought this man down. His attempt to appease women brought him down. Now, I want to reiterate one more time, just in case you didn't hear me the last couple of times I told you. This is not meant to bash women. And not meant to make men look like as though we can do no wrong. This is meant to show you how the world truly works. How you have been manipulated, conditioned every day of your life. Both by men and by women. To act the way you do, think the way you do, to react to various stimuli like you do. None of these things are accidents. All of these are conditioned behavior. That's why I want you to question everything. And that is why I want you to decide whether you want to be, continue to be, in, in Esther's words, a slave, or if you want to decide to find a solution for yourself. One of your solutions could be the biblical bachelor lifestyle. Could be another lifestyle, but at the end of the day, it is only you who gets to make that choice. Oh, and for all of those people who think that, oh, but religion... It suppressed as women and all that. Oh, don't worry. She got a whole chapter on all that. Oh, yeah. She got a whole chapter on all that to clear that one up for y'all. Trust me, it's there. Again, all warfare is based on deception. Love and war have always been linked. Just go back to Greek mythology, of all things. Who was it that the goddess of love chose as her consort? The god of War. The most masculine supposed man other than Zeus himself, arguably. Who was it? Ares, the god of war. Coincidence? I don't think so. And I guarantee you a lot of people are going to have this to say about the show today.
This is the worst kind of discrimination. The kind against me. I understand that. But again, back to the stages of grief. Can you make it through those stages or are you going to get trapped? That I leave to you. And I'll leave it there because we've already gone we've already gone over 30 minutes. My friends, in the meantime, while you're processing through all this, I encourage you to stay informed, stay vigilant, question everything that comes your way. And don't worry, we'll be back for more. That is, if you think you can handle another dose of the truth. I'll be here with the medicine. I'm out. Peace.